Welcome to the new MSology podcast series. I'm your host, Stephen Manners, editor of MSology. For this series, we've invited specialist MS nurses from across Canada to talk about some of the symptoms you may experience in your day-to-day life with MS. For this podcast, our topic is spasticity. And to talk about it, I'm very happy to welcome two guests, Jill Nelson, an MS specialist nurse in Vancouver, BC, and Bonnie Blaine, an MS specialist nurse in Red Deer, Alberta. Let's start with you, Jill. Can you talk about spasticity? What is it? Well, spasticity is a very common symptom in MS, and specifically, it is a tightening of muscles, primarily in the legs, which can cause difficulty in movement, uh, in walking, uh, and sometimes it can be painful as well. So does it feel like a seizing up of the muscles? That's exactly what it is. Okay, and so the muscles become stiff and immovable, is that the idea? Stiffness and immovable, and people experience it at various levels. So you can have a mild spasticity, which can be managed with stretching and exercise. Um, And it can really move into a very significant uh, spasticity where movement is very difficult, period. Luckily, we do have medications and means to relieve the spasticity. It is one symptom that we can manage with various medications. Okay. So as I've mentioned with the milder forms, stretching regularly throughout the day, or whether it's in the morning and before you go to bed or more frequently through the day can help um, alleviate that stiffness. Um, Very commonly when people aren't moving for a period of time, when they've been sitting for a while or sleeping, when they first attempt to move, that's when they'll feel the the spasticity um, more. But once they're getting up and moving and the muscles are warming up, uh, that alone can can relieve the spasticity. Now these these exercises, is this something that they can get from a physiotherapist or is it uh, something that they can read online or...? Yeah, there's various literature out there for basic stretching exercises in your legs that can suffice. A lot of people do access physiotherapists as well to help manage. And what about uh, things that they might do in the community, uh, yoga classes or Pilates classes or whatever? Any form of exercise is good. Uh, It's important for people with MS to listen to their bodies when they do exercise. So basically, if it it works for them, then keep doing it. Okay. Now, Bonnie, what about marijuana? I understand that people may be using marijuana to to relieve some of their symptoms of spasticity. Sure, I think, you know, um, people have been using marijuana and have been telling us about it for a long time, about how it really helps their muscles to relax. And um, it makes things a lot easier for their movements. Um, People that are trying to do some of the finer things, like uh, manage their power chairs and stuff, have have told us that it's a lot easier when they're uh, using marijuana in some forms. And and certainly now that it's legal, I think that it's a much freer conversation that we're having. Uh, um, Our patients are are telling us about it. Um, We don't have a lot of really good um, scientific data about that, but our patients do tell us that they're using it. Are there concerns with uh, interactions with other medications, or or are they okay to to take the marijuana either as an oil or smoking it or whatever? It's hard for us to tell. Um, We we note when the 
patients come in to tell us that they're using it, but it's difficult for us to tell what interactions are between uh, the medications that we prescribe and the um, marijuana that they're taking or CBD oil. Okay. Now, are there, there are tips that you can offer for day-to-day -day life uh, to, to manage your symptoms of specificity? Jill? Well, as I'd mentioned, there are uh, medications that can help. Um, so if we're looking at a more moderate form of spasticity, there are oral medications, anti-spasticity medications, baclofen being one. Uh, that medication is, uh, can be titrated, so the patient can start on the medication and then slowly work the dosage up until it, it is at an effective level for their spasticity. Um, just so, so they would tailor the dose to their needs. Exactly. To their so there, needs. there's a, a range of effective dosing. Okay. Um, if they go too high, then they'll feel a weakness in their um, legs. So then they would need to cut back to, to the lower dose, obviously. Okay. And if that doesn't work, there are other things that they can take? Another medication we use commonly is tizanidine. Um, and again, that is a, a titrated dosing. And when the uh, spasticity gets quite severe, then we're moving up into other um, stronger medications. Now, are there, there are lifestyle changes that people can make or accommodations that they can be doing, Bonnie, uh, to, to deal with their spasticity? Um, there are certainly some things that we you know, suggest and recommend, and that one of those things is to, um, you know, is simple infection prevention because we know that um, when people uh, that have MS get infections, they their spasticity gets uh, worse. Um, it's kind of when they get infected, uh, any kind of infection, spasticity almost immediately becomes worse. So we're always uh, trying to recommend that they, you know, try and prevent infection and in, Particularly with their bladders, so that's one uh, lifestyle recommendation that we that we have. Um, you know, just some general lifestyle. Other, you know, just generally trying to stay healthy. Those kinds of things um, help people to um, keep their spasticity uh, less. But there are times when um, it doesn't really matter what what people do. Spasticity seems to creep up on them. Now, if a person is just living their life and then they notice that spasticity is kind of coming on, that they're starting to notice the beginning of difficulties, should they seek out their doctor because there may be an underlying problem, such as an infection or a fever or something? Yeah, I think that um, it is important always to manage uh, spasticity. You know, it, um, it, it's important to prevent secondary complications with um, untreated spasticity can become um, painful. Contractures can occur and skin breakdown can occur if um, spasticity is not managed as it becomes more complicated. Um, there are times for sure that we actually use spasticity. If people have uh, leg weakness, we can use spasticity as a, a benefit to help them support their joints so that they can you know, help with transfers and stuff. But generally speaking, we like to keep it well-managed so that it doesn't um, cause more problems as it becomes more complicated. Um, our occupational therapists and our physiotherapists are always uh, beneficial to work with our patients um, as team members to help with stretch, stretch those muscles out and to teach um, both the people that have MS and their caregivers 
how to keep things well, um, keep things well stretched out, and and also to build equipment and devices that help to keep limbs in proper position to help uh, prevent contractures. Um, sometimes we use a little bit of Botox um, for specific muscles, and um, when things become very complex, um, we even use intrathecal baclofen pumps where the baclofen is actually uh, injected right into the cerebrospinal fluid, right around the spinal cord, and uh, that helps to uh, prevent spasticity uh, quite effectively in complex cases. But that's quite advanced, is it not? That you're actually putting an indwelling yes. catheter into their spine, I guess. Yes. Um, and it stays there and pumps it as needed, I suppose. Yes, that that would be very that would be the most complex. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but for most people, I, no, I was just wondering, is it a warning sign that if you if you start seeing feeling spasticity, is it a sign that maybe you should be checked out because you could have an underlying fever or an infection that you don't know about? Yes. Okay. Typically, if you have underlying spasticity and then you see a spike, that's that's a red flag for infection. And okay, so if it's a sudden fear. worsening of something you already have. Right. Okay. And um, are there situations such as if you know you're in a hot tub type thing? Uh, are there situations where you, you may find it gets worse? The spasticity, the muscle tightness. There's definitely environmental influences. Um, that can cause a pseudo-relapse type scenario, which would include an increase in the baclofen. So environmental, including the infection and fever that we've mentioned, hot environment, stress. Uh, exercise, can that do it? Not, not so much. Not so okay. much, but no. humidity can. Yeah. yeah. So those hot, humid days, uh, mm -hmm. they can be a problem. Are there other tips that you can offer to people about living with spasticity? Um, not so much a tip, but another sign of spasticity. There's spasticity, which is the underlying stif stiffness, but um, spasms can also happen as well that are involuntary. Um, even in the more advanced cases when movement can trigger uh, just an intense tightening of the muscles, which co will cause a stiffening of a, of a limb, and that can be quite debil debilitating. And, and that presumably can happen in the middle of the night and wake you, like the restless legs kind of thing? Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, so, so this can create problems with your sleeping as well, your sleep quality and... Yes, yeah. Okay, so all these need to be managed to, to maintain your quality of life. For sure. It's very important to, to manage baclofen, or spasticity, and, and luckily we have the medications that can, can address this. And they should be talking to their uh, MS nurse if, they, if they're noticing these problems, or they, they need kind of the... Uh, more complex care to somebody to coordinate their care with other professionals such as physios. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I think it's important to talk if they are noticing spasticity starting, if they're noticing it increasing, or if they're noticing that they're feeling weak while they're on their medications. Okay, so those are all three warning signs for a person. Okay, that's very helpful. All right, well that's all we have time for in this podcast, but tune into the other podcasts in this series to learn more about other MS symptoms. I'd like to thank today's guests, Joe Nelson from Vancouver, BC, and Bonnie Blaine from Red Deer, Alberta. This podcast was produced by Anse Michel. All of the technical production was by Raphael Cavallari. And a special thanks to Kate Stella for her work on the program. I'm Stephen Manners.